I'm here, so. <laughs> I'm Shea Gibbs Alexander, and I'm down to dunk. Howdy, Oklahoma. My name is Chet Holmgren, and I'm down to dunk. Dead gum. I'm Josh Giddy, and I'm down to dunk. This is Lou Dort, and I'm down to dunk. <laughs> I have, I don't, is that like you eat it together? Everybody tells me to get the bag of burgers. I need like a straw, like. <laughs> Howdy. I, I'm, a, I'm an artist on the court. This is Jay Will, and I'm down to dunk. My name is Kenrich Williams, and I'm down to dunk. It might be Aaron Wiggins. This is a troll. It's a troll. I'm trolling. Howdy, Papa. Because I, I think it would take away from who he is, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love Oklahoma. I love Oklahoma to death. This is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort. Perfect. Good. Very good. I like the hat. You bro. like the hat? Yeah. <laughs> Vava, this is J Dub, and I'm down to dunk. I've been doing a lot of dunking. <laughs> Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host Andrew Schleck. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. With me today, it's Taylor. What I really meant to say Ooh. is, I'm sorry for the way I am. Never meant to be so, so cut. Cool. Slide through. And Jay, it's Jay. That is a song that. I couldn't tell you who sang it. Shine Down? Who is it? No, close. It's uh, one of those kind of bands, though. Shine Up. Yeah. <laughs> close. Close. <laughs> it's not Shine Down. It's Shine Up. Crossfade is the name of the band. No, it's not. I swear That's it not. Is. No. No, 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 no. no. Jamon? Wow. Uh, but listen, that was actually a request. Was it really? Yes, I had a request. Someone made, you know that song, right? Someone made a Shea highlight video. And that was the song Seriously? for the Shea highlights, and it is it was very funny. I'll send you the video because wow. it feels <laughs> it feels good. It feels wrong, but it feels good. Also, it's just funny. Uh, uh, he's apologizing for being so cold. Shea is. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. So well, thank you. Uh, Shea could apologize again last night for being so cold to the Kings, except for they lost. Uh, they lost 128-123. Shea almost hit his career high. 44 is his career high. He had 43 last night. 43, 6, and 9 with two steals, only three turnovers. He was really good. 16 of 18 from the free throw line. Uh, he was trying to drag that team to victory, <laughs> along with Giddy, who was awesome in the third. Uh, Dort played really well last night, but just a almost complete no-show offensively from J-Dub. He finished with five points on 14 shots and the biggest brick ever at the end of that game. Oh, my God. I was watching the the, uh, the Kings broadcast. <laughs> and the, almost before the ball got to the rim, the play-by-play the -play announcer goes, brick. Really? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. J-Dub's shot was so off. It was, it, was, it was really bad. He was short most of the night, and then it just – he was really good at hitting the rim last night. I he mean, was. he had that on – he had that down. But he couldn't find, like, rhythm driving either. Yeah. He was just having a tough night. Just – Just off night. Clank, clank, clank. It was tough. It was tough. And then Chet had – after – shout out to Mark Degnault, who challenged two plays in the fourth quarter – and got them both correct. One was this Chet block at the end that the Kings broadcast was very sure that it was going to be a foul. And 
Chet was, and this is kind of how the challenges work with the Thunder team, is if the player is adamant that it's, and, if, and it's, a lot of times it's like multiple players that are adamant that, you know, a foul didn't happen, like he'll challenge it. And so it's like a definitely like a team effort. So like I, you want to give credit to Mark, but it feels it, like he it's will te- go it's a team effort. He won't throw the challenge. He'll listen to his player and then watch the replay. He watches with the most squinty face ever at the jumbotron. Yeah, and, and then, then he looks back to somebody on the bench, and then he will make, and then he'll do it. If he, yes, that's true. If he's not getting like a don't like sometimes you'll look over at the the bench and the coach one of the coaches will be like no 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 yeah don't do that. Um, but if they don't, he's gonna do it. He's gonna he's gonna twirl the finger. Twirl the which finger, which is a hilarious um, gesture. It's just a funny gesture. It's a funny gesture. Woohoo! <laughs> so, um, anyways, Mark did everything that he could. Shay did everything he could. Uh, Too bad Mark can't get on the floor and show them, you know, what needs to get done on the court. I mean, I don't know about that. Too bad, but. Shea did miss a layup down the stretch too, so it's like not all on everybody else. But and primarily, it's primarily on Chet and J-Dub. Josh Giddy actually played well. Josh finished with eighteen, eight, and four with two steals and a block. He was good last night. That was that was a really good Josh Giddy game. So first was, half was terrible. First half wasn't so great, but like dude, third quarter was dude, good. If eighteen, eight, and four. Yeah, Dude, that's good. that's a that's it could it should have been twenty because there was a play that yes I know exactly what you're about to he say. got the ball and I think it was Fox that was on him it was and Fox was behind him and he was basically underneath the basket mm-hmm. and could have just taken basically like one kind of post up move backward mm-hmm. and made a layup with out much resistance and instead he threw it trying to make a baseline pass to i don't know if it was kenrich in the corner or who it was but instead he just threw it right to the kings <laughs> and then followed that up with a terrible foul he also there was also on a lazy a, defensive play that led to an and one well yes. so he lost the game too that's everybody a, but shay actually y'all should giddy, apologize giddy also had there was a charge called on on him on a play, I think it was on Malik Monk. That was just obviously not a charge at all. Malik Monk had like one of his feet, one of, he had a foot off the ground, and Giddy was going to the basket, and they called a charge. There, there's just no way it was a charge. Should have challenged it. It was, it, it was insane. It was absolutely insane that that was called a charge. Um, Optics call. Yeah, Chet had a really hard time with uh, Sabonis last night. He did. Yeah. Dom- Domas. Domas is really good. He's just, Domas is is super good, and he's been he's been awesome this year. He's he gives he gives a lot of guys the business. He gives Anthony Davis the business. He gives Chet the business. Yeah. He's really good, man. He's so good, but he just he knows how to use his body so well to keep Chet just far enough away where his so, reach doesn't matter. So strong, yeah. Like he'll just give an elbow or or place his other arm just on the perfect spot of Chet's arm, so he can't really jump. Mm-hmm. You know, or get a good reach on the ball. Yep. And he just flips, just flips it up. He's great. Jay's watching wow, Jay. some videos wow, right Jay. now. What? Autoplay uh, ads, man. Be present, dude. Get out of here. On, no, pre- I'm trying to figure out. Present. I literally, I'm, I'm watching this moment <laughs> last night, and I'm like, who is Keon Ellis? 
I don't remember him until he was five of seven, I think, last night yeah, from the three good. point line. He was good. And then I was like, okay, was that a fluke thing? He's actually shooting 39% over the course of this year from the three point line. Drafted two years ago um, by the Kings, second rounder. He's the guy that's from, replaced Davion Mitchell, basically, from Alabama. in all of their minutes. Yeah. He, I mean, he's a little bigger than Davion, which is not a, which is the truth of every player in the league. He's a small guy. Um, but yeah, Keon Ellis, I'm, I, I'm in on Keon Ellis. I was, I have been since the draft. He's from Alabama. He's like a solid player. Uh, Let me give you some t- statistics mm-hmm. about the the guy Chet Holmgren. Mm-hmm. Okay, against the Sacramento Kings, two yeah. games this year. What do you think he's shooting from the three-point line against the Kings? Zero percent. Zero percent. Has not made one three-pointer against shots? them. I don't know. Doesn't matter right now. <laughs> it, I think it's it's probably like four I could or look five, it up right now. But. I mean, he missed two. He missed two wide, wide open, wide open, like from the corner. They were down two. Hit him. Per, it was the perfect play. Let's perfect just say play. this: everyone missed their wide open shots that last minute and a half two minutes it was five consecutive wide open like the offense generate it wasn't just like let me cook kind of right. thing the offense generated five really good shots very good shots, and they all missed yep over the last 10 shit a chet is down to 30 percent from the three-point line yeah that seems that, that matches the eye test he is the thing that's making me a little bit crazy with this game right now is i just wish he would like chuck him a little bit yeah, how many times do you see him get the ball at the three point line? And we're splitting hairs at this point. Like that Quick pump fake last night was not a big deal. Like I don't get frustrated that they lose that game, other than the fact that they could have won. Same thing, you know. Like yeah. you should have beat him without Fox. Got it. You should have also won. They had the potential to win that. last night, so whatever. Yeah, but in the end, I'm like, there's just things you have to look at and say, okay, so Chet is obviously in this place where people are starting. And I think jo- I think Mark said it couple weeks ago after i think it was after the houston game just talking about people have watched us play offense now for 20 games Mm -hmm. they're adjusting to the way we play offense and we have to adjust backward right like we have to or in response as well and so they're figuring some of that out and part of that is chat figuring out okay people figured out some of these parts of who i am how do i move to a different direction kind of thing you know and 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 part of it is i don't know why he's hesitating on so many threes maybe because he's shooting 30 percent mm-hmm but sometimes he gets the ball and he pump fakes when he really just just shoot the ball. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. That happens a lot, where he just needs to fire away, and he I think he will eventually, because um, he is a good shooter, and he's going through a little bit of a mini slump, and that happens. It's also, who's everybody. gonna block you? Yeah, nobody. A lot of times he's wide open. Yeah, I don't even know who's pump faking to. That's true. There's like a guy running from maybe. He pump the, fakes to give the defender time to make to up get ground. on him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's being generous. Yeah. This is the it's a it's a the time of giving and sharing right now, and he's trying to give a little time to the defender. Um, yeah, it was rough. The bench wasn't great either. Like Casey Wallace, one for three. Wiggs was good, but he only played seven minutes. I would have liked to see more Wiggs last night. He had six points on only four seven shots. minutes. Yeah. Those were very memorable minutes because uh, he was great in those minutes. Uh, and I yeah. felt like he really helped the offense stay in that game during that time. Yeah, he was a minus five. 
Oh, God. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, Isaiah Joe. <laughs> I mean, he was, but like that's it's not his fault. Um, uh, Isaiah Joe, two of seven. Kenrich, one of five. And just absolutely got murdered. Oh, my God. That was so nasty. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, Bertanzo of one. Jang, who's been playing. He's played two games, and he's played pretty well. Two of four from three. Two of four overall. He's all right. Um, he wasn't then, afraid to let those fly either, though. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Yeah. Then yeah. I actually have a lot of confidence when he shoots them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was looking good. Good boy, James. Then Jay Will was good. Three, one of three though. One of three, six boards, three assists. He was all right. It was it was just a rough night for a lot of guys. I mean, they shot thirty percent from three, forty three percent from the field to the Kings, forty nine percent from the field, forty percent from three. So I mean, like that's where you lose the game. And they they stayed in it because they made twenty four free throws, um, sixteen of those from Shea, and you know that's that's kind of the game. The Thunder did only lose the rebounding battle 44 to 47. Hey. So shout out. God, it did not feel like that. It felt like they were getting every rebound. The in, Kings. In fact, the Thunder had five more offensive rebounds than the Kings did last night. Wow. Time. So it's a reality. It's the, that's the reality of the thing. Reality bites. Yeah. See you, man. But Jay. Oh, um, And they took. Jay's going to go pee. Really? Straight across. Just, just find a walking. corner, let it rip. Um, they, they, um, they took 102 shots to the Kings 95 as well. Is how they stayed in this. Is that they generated mm. turnovers and they had offensive rebounds, which is not very Thunder like. But they gave themselves a chance to win this game. If they, they played hard, they played hard. If they just made two of those five shots, they yeah. probably win the game. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if J-Dub has an average game. Yeah, J-Dub just has an average game. If, if Chet makes that corner three to put them up one, I think they win the game. Because I think like then you just like give the ball to Shea. Mm-hmm. And they're, defensively, they weren't very good throughout the game. Some of that is uh, like the Kings are really tough to defend. But they played well down the they played well enough down the stretch to win the game, and they just didn't. So it just kind of is what it is. Yeah. Uh, it's if if you pick the team to win fifty games. They have to lose thirty-two. Oh wow, that's that's a very positive way to look at this. Thank you. Yeah, you're right. Well, they don't have to. If they win fifty, they do. Oh, like if you pick fifty exactly, they can't yeah, go it, over I, fifty. I say, like, would you say at the end of the season, if the Thunder, if the Thunder win fifty games, is that a success? Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. They got they have to lose thirty two to But what I'm saying team. is you're capping them at fifty. <laughs> what I'm saying is you're not leaving the door open for more. It's true. So they don't have to win. You, Thunder, you don't have to lose thirty two. I mean I pick them. You can lose less. I mean I pick them to win forty six games. So they they gotta lose a lot of games to get there. They have to lose way more. For my prediction to be correct. <laughs> Yeah. They have to lose a lot more. You guys are looking at wins. Andrew's counting losses here. That's right. I'm still sure. I'm still rooting for losses here. <laughs> <laughs> it's just something clicked. Something uh, switched in his brain during <laughs> those years that we needed to lose. <laughs> the tanking years ruined me. Oh, man. So the Thunder are 15 and 8. They sit at third in the West behind Denver and Minnesota. And they play Denver on Saturday night, which is. I mean, it's it's a big game. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Denver's really tough. It's a tough matchup. These kinds of centers, Domas and Jokic, give the Thunder a lot of trouble. Maybe they can just try to get Jokic to complain two times so they'll kick hey, him out of the game. That is how it works, is you just need to get him thrown <laughs> thrown out of the game. How is he getting thrown out of these games like that? He's kind of being a moron. But, but it's not, like, crazy. I mean, he... He must so, be saying stuff under his breath. That's well, he just said. Insane. Well, he said after the game the other day that he called the um, called the official uh, mother f her. Okay. And he he said, you know, sometimes it gets you thrown out, sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> you know, after I was the game. Say, I bet that's a pretty regularly used. Yeah. Uh, and I, I also think we can all agree that they should probably not be allowed to do that. To what? To call the to call the official that. Yeah. Like in one other line of work, can you call the person who can mine? You know, control. You know what's going on. Are you? Just, is it just cool for you to do that? Jays. What did I miss? How many people at your work call you a mother effer every day? Not one. Actually. <laughs> really? Not one. Hmm. <laughs> We're talking about Jokic on how how they how can they get Jokic thrown out of the game. Because that's what he was calling the official the other day. I mean, yes, that's gonna get you kicked out. Yeah, you should should not say that to people. Just mm. in general, I would say. Yeah, just. I think that's a good life rule of rule yeah, of rule life. Of life. <laughs> don't don't do that. Don't call people that. Um, Except if you're like, "Hey, what's up, mother?" Yeah, yeah, okay. you can. I, See, that's I, cool. I would, that feels good. I would search for other ways to express that. Yeah, hmm. that is like what? Hey, friend. No, you've never said that to me. Hello, ever. friend. Hello, Tayshawn. <laughs> I do you that have one said a lot, that yeah. a lot. Hello, Tayshawn. <laughs> uh, the Thunder still have the second best point differential in the Western Conference and the fourth best in the NBA. Wow. So they're doing, I mean, they're, they're doing well. They're doing great. That's the thing. It's like we watch these games sometimes in a vacuum as Thunder fans. Where it's like, oh, this is terrible, but it's like, man, like it's so dirty in here. The other, oh, it's, it's so tight. The other, get me out of this vacuum. <laughs> the other teams in the league, I mean, they're third in in net rating in the NBA. They're ahead of the Wolves right now. Uh, defensive rating fifth at a one ten. Offensive rating a seventh at a one seventeen point six. I mean, they are one of the best teams in the NBA. You. You lose games. Like, all these teams lose games. You know, there's not one undefeated team. The Celtics have lost five games. What? And the Celtics are really good. So, I just I just still want to encourage people. To like, try to try to enjoy this. Like, really be intentional about enjoying the team now, the way that it is. Because eventually, they will go to the playoffs. They will lose in round one or round two or whatever. And then, the next year, the expectation is not only do you get to the playoffs, but, like, People are going to be talking Western Conference Finals. People are going to be talking about going to the NBA Finals. And then if you don't get there, then it's disappointing. Like, this year, you don't have that. Like, we don't have any of that. Uh, like, disagree, actually. The NBA Finals? No, I'm just saying the expectations are there. And that's what's there. hard is, like, you're watching a game last night where they clearly underperform. And, and, and you're, because of expectations, the likelihood of you getting frustrated is higher. So you're frustrated, but then you have to like stop and take some perspective and say, oh, their second year player is going to be inconsistent with J-Dub. Yeah. They're a rookie that we depend on a lot. 
is going to have games of inconsistency. Yeah. Right? Like, Shea is the only constant, really, on this team. Mm-hmm. And and we have to have that perspective, even though we have shifted some of our perspective because of expectations. And so, I don't know. I mean, I don't think, obviously, the finals, but they've shown multiple times that they can complete compete mm-hmm. on a high level with, with really anybody. Yeah, they're good. So it's just like it's hard not to have expectations and disappointment when they lose, but it, it is important to have that perspective. Because like if you don't enjoy it, like just like find ways to enjoy it this year. Like the expectations are going to be like crushing to you. Is my yeah. is my point? Mm. Like yeah, in the future, isn't that what makes NBA fandom fun? If you aren't just feeling constantly crushed, just just absolutely destroyed. What Jay's talking about here is feelings. Yeah. Emotions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Sometimes you have I'm good glad ones? to have him back. I'm glad to have him back cuz it's been a rough couple years. Just disappointment. Uh just just numbness watching Thunder games and now it's like it's back. Yeah. It's not numb anymore. I'm I'm very upset. Mm-hmm. When Josh Giddy won't just go up. I was yeah. like, "Go up." Yeah. In my living room. Yeah. Go up. But then how did you feel in the third quarter? I was like, dang, he's playing pretty good. He's pretty good. <laughs> pretty did you good. feel the same way about J-Dub, who was 2 of 14? Yeah, uh, let me think of things I said out loud to myself in the living room. Um, just things like, oh, my God, J-Dub. Like, <laughs> oh, come on. Can't make anything. Trade him. Trade him. Cut him. <laughs> Get him out of here. Yeah, but yeah, I mean the Kings were good. Deer and Fox has been amazing this year. Forty-one points, fourteen of twenty-five, eight of eleven from the free throw line. He's scary. He's such a scary player to play against. So fast. His shooting has gotten so much better. I mean, he took eleven threes last night. Yeah, I thought all of them were going in. Yeah, it it did feel that way. He was awesome. Domas was great. Monk and Keon Ellis off the bench were amazing. Yeah, I mean it was a good game. It was a great um, game. Harrison Barnes. Um, what are yeah, the Kings? What's the Kings? Uh, sorry, I know I could pull this up pretty. The record. Yeah, where are they in the standings? They're fourteen and nine. They're just behind the Thunder. I mean, the the West is going to be really tight. It's going to be really tough. Um, they're fifth, so just behind the Mavs, who are fifteen and nine. Yeah, by half a game. So. Yeah. Well, and the only reason I even asked that is because I know a lot of the conversation leading into the season was, would they see a regression for the Kings because last year was such a high season, right? Like, yeah. And so far, it seems like they're still playing at a really high level. And the only reason they're probably even this low in the rankings is because they missed a chunk of time without De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, totally. Kings are a good team. Like that's good. Now I think that. Thunder have we, lost eight straight to the Kings, by the way. We have to, yes, I know it's wild. Do you remember? And I think about it this way. I think it's Kendrick Perkins. There was a game where mm-hmm. those younger Thunder were playing the Kings, and they went in at halftime. They're down by like twelve, and Perk's whole thing was, "Don't forget, they're the effing Kings." Yeah, you know. And then <laughs> they came back and won, and Demarcus Cousins said something, you know, jab back at at Perk and. Because there was a long time where it was the opposite, where the Thunder were beating the Kings the whole time. Yeah. I will say that 
I think that these are the kind of games, though, that if they would have played both of the times that they played the Kings at home, mm-hmm. I think it's a different result. Mm-hmm. Just because the likelihood of guys making their shots is just a little bit higher at home. Yeah. <clears throat> the energy they, of the room. Although they've been awesome on the road. The Kings? The Thunder. Yeah. They've lost just eight. not against the Kings. Just not against the Kings. They're not good against the Kings in any building. Sounds like there could be like a Dr. Seuss line for that. Is there? Not hmm. in. No. I'm not going to give the effort okay. though. Okay. Okay. Yeah, they're 7-4 on the road, 8-4 and four at home. They do have a, after this Denver game, they have five straight games at home. So that should be, <clears throat> should be helpful to them. It, it, they are tough opponents, though. Should be, um, do be. So they, on Monday, they play Memphis, which is not a tough opponent. Uh, the last game that Memphis will play without John Morant. Maybe. Wow. I've heard he's up to like the same old shenanigans, though. Really? Yeah. Same old jaw. Seriously, though. Really? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and they, like then the next four are really tough: Clippers, Lakers, Minnesota, Knicks. Wow! Like that's a tough wow. stretch. And then they play wow. Denver wow. on the road again after that. And then Brooke, a home stretch bookended so, by two trips to Denver. Yeah, two trips to Denver. That's what they're saying about it. And then Brooklyn on New Year's Eve. Have y'all ever been to the New Year's Thunder game? Yeah, I have. Yeah. Is it fun? They're fun. They're fun. You need to have something to go to afterwards because you get out early. What would you so suggest? It feels like, what do you do on well, New like, Year's Eve? Well, now nothing. Just sit at home, try to make it Hopefully. till midnight or go to bed. Hopefully. Yes. I won't make you? it to you midnight. Do I don't on, care. You do anything on New Year's Eve? We usually go to a friend's house. but All the kids and everything? Mm-hmm. But we don't. We usually don't stay till midnight. Definitely not. Yeah. But the games, you know, it feels like, okay, this is fun. This is what I'm doing New Year's Eve. And then you go and then you get out two and a half hours before you're... The way to do it is to do that. If you're in Oklahoma City and you've got the, like, if your life allows it. Yes. That, then go to the Jones Assembly. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Just have somewhere to go afterwards. You'll also probably see the L-Man there. Oh, the L-Man at New Year's Eve. (laughs) (laughs) So that's... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games. One that is like they they can't lose to Memphis on Monday. Can't do it. Man. Four and four. Memphis. Memphis. So four and four. What's your prediction, Tayshawn? Uh six and three. I think they find something special deep down inside. Like one extra game. What do you uh, mean? That's six plus three is eight. Six? <laughs> Watch. Six, seven, eight. <laughs> Three. See? <laughs> I think four and four is a, a very fair expectation. That would put them at 19 and 12 after that stretch. This will also be the last year. Just go ahead and <clears throat> mark this down. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last year that the Thunder aren't playing on Christmas Day. Yeah, that's true. I So enjoy your Christmas with your family because next year it's game day. I know. Oh, it's still game day, dude. I love Christmas so much. I love oh Christmas God. too. Yeah. Just basketball on it's all It's the best, day. man. It's, it's, it's amazing. Great. It's great. I Well, and this year it's a sun nope. It is a It's a Monday. It's a Monday. Monday, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say so Christmas Eve has football on too. And then wow. Christmas Day has has basketball. The reason for the season, am I right, boys? Oh, no, man. 
Yeah, just it's, sports all day. Ignore it, your family. It's a great day. Uh, you can look for the <laughs> Athletic NBA show Christmas special. Not this Saturday, but the next Saturday. Ooh. Ooh, the 23rd of December. Yes, I am putting it together. I think it's going to be very fun. How was the in-season tournament, man? It was cool. Yeah, I had a good time. The How were the vibes? What were the vibes like in Vegas? Very Lakery. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, part of me just is like, man, the league is so lucky that the Pelicans didn't win that game. Oh, yeah. Because it was a Lakers home game. I mean, it was 90% Lakers fans. Dang. And so if, I mean, I'm sure it still would have been 90% Lakers fans. It, they would have just had no rooting interest, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I I wonder about, like, location. I wonder about the location. You can slide over if you want. I'd love to. Just leave. You just don't have to tell everybody everything. <laughs> Why are you leaving so early? Um, yeah, I wonder about the league. If... If like it's two small markets that don't travel well, what does that look like for them? So it worked out really well the first go around for the in season tournament. I do wonder what it looks like in the future. I also wonder if they're gonna have it in Oh, we're going. Yes. I mean it was it was fun. It was super fun. Uh but yeah. Saw Cooper Flag play and his like they had this like EYBL showcase thing, mm-hmm. and that was cool. That was Were there fun. a bunch of scouts there? Yes, it was like the whole. <clears throat> there's like a whole media row up front, and it's like all NBA scouts and executives. Like Danny Ainge was there, um, and then just like a bunch of like higher level executives and scouts just sitting all across. And then I'm sitting at like the very end. I'm like, definitely don't belong here. You're like. <laughs> Taking, pretending to take notes on him. I did not. I just am like taking like short videos. Like, who's this guy? Why is he here? Hey, why are you here? Who's yeah, that? He seems pretty good. Uh, it was fun. There's like a lot. This these high school kids are really good. Like really, really good basketball. Players. They look like men. They are men. They're look. Yeah, they are grown men, but they're like 16, 17 years old. But um. Yeah, that was it was super cool. Um, okay. Shall we take a quick break and then come back for Tayshawn's factoid? Yeah. Okay, we'll be right back. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. When it's time for me to find a job, I went right to LinkedIn Jobs. They helped me find the right employer, and it was, man, very, very easy process. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. 2.5 million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. 
Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash dunk. That's linkedin.com slash dunk to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, thanks, man. Thank you, dude. And we're back after that quick break. Now it's time for Tayshaw's Factoid Victory Victory. Jimmy, I would imagine that you don't. Tayshaw's Factoid Victory Victory. Tayshaw's Factoid Victory Victory. Hey, I'm Tayshaw, and this is my Victory Victory Victory. Jimmy. Jimmy Draymond Green has been infinitely suspended. That's what I say. <laughs> that <laughs> not, would be so much better. Not indefinitely, infin- infinitely, infinitely suspended. That would be so much better. Um, he just keeps punching people, choking people, hurting people. Here's here's the part that I'm like most interested in now, though. Are it's gone now? People don't talk about how it's bad for the game. You know, they used to say, like, can it, let's just make it about, let's just keep it about basketball. You know, we don't have to do all this extra stuff. Mm-hmm. Did you see what Rudy Gobert said? Uh, I did. Will you read I'm going to read it. Yeah, read I'm going to read it. Yeah, yeah. This is Rudy Gobert on Draymond Green. Okay. I have empathy for him. Should I read it in a French accent? Um, I don't know. Okay. I have empathy <laughs> for him. You see somebody that's not well inside and suffering you take away the game and all that and you want somebody to be well and to be able to do what we do every night and compete and be happy wow that okay if i was dream on green there is nothing rudy gobert could say that would make me more angry than yeah that. yeah you know he's at home and he's just smashing every ornament on his tree <laughs> Yeah, it reminds me of, I heard somebody say this before of us, they said the, that he is a man with no peace. Oh and it's my like, God. Yeah. And like, uh, in the circumstance that I was in, I was like, yeah, it's totally true. Um, you know, in this circumstance too, it's totally true as well. And like, if, if, if they were best friends and Rudy Gobert went to him and said that, yeah. then like totally different thing yeah. right that's like hey i really care about you yeah. he could say the exact same words and in the in a different context it could be really life-changing yeah but i think rudy gobert it's the ultimate dig right it's so hurtful i couldn't i couldn't believe he said that yeah it's the ultimate dig that's like a oh bless his heart yeah except more than that way more than that yeah basically saying like Man, I feel so bad for him. The guy who choked me out. I feel so bad for him. I forgive him, but I hope he finds peace. I really hope he finds a way to be happy. This is such a but, great life but like, he has. But like, he's probably right. Don't you think? Yeah, he's probably right. Well, Steve Kerr said it too. I was going to so say. Like, I was about to bring that up. That Steve Kerr almost said the exact same thing. And that's different to me as yeah. well, right? Yeah. Kerr saying it is like, okay, this is really serious. I think Kerr's kind of admitting something here, or even. You know, informing the public of something here that, hey, yeah. there's something way deeper going on, obviously. Yeah. But the fact that Kerr really said, I mean, he spoke about it for like two minutes like that. Kerr yeah. did. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is a serious thing. They probably are making him get more anger management or therapy or whatever they're doing. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll see. For infinity. If infinity. <laughs> 
<laughs> but it's been a very interesting thing. Um, I didn't, I thought like the choking, you know, five games. And then I was surprised. Were you surprised it was indefinitely suspended? I was. Well, did you see the whole Zach Lowe thing? So Zach on his show said, and I think this, he kind of let this slip. He said um, something to the effect of, I don't know when he's going to come back and I'll just leave that there. But he said it before the report was out. Uh, And then later people were like tweeting at him like, Hey, what, like, what does that mean? It sounds so ominous, blah, blah, blah. And then he quote tweeted and said, I'm, you know, apologize for saying that we're taking it out of the show. I just like want, like you, it makes me wonder if like he said it, and it was like an off the record thing, like that he oh, had okay. that he had like the info prior. I I don't know that for sure. I just kind of wondered about that because he, and so it it made me it made me wonder at the time, like what is okay, what does that mean? Yeah, it's it's. I mean, Slater said yesterday on tampering that he thinks it'll be January hmm. when he comes back. You know. Initially, I thought, oh, man, he'll probably get like a three to f- five game suspension for this, and then we'll just move on. But it'll probably end up being like 10 or 12 games. Yeah. Which, is, I mean, it's a lot. And I understand like he's a repeat offender. Or you have all these. He's obviously has some issues that he needs to handle. But my guess is that's that he'll be back. But Slater brought up a really good point. Like, if they really are wanting to make a long playoff run, Having Draymond Green as one of your best players is a complete liability because he's likely to do something like this in a playoff series. Mm -hmm. And this time around, if he does that, is he going to be able to? Is he going to be eligible to play? Yeah, and you're just not even getting the other, like the good side of it. Yeah, you know, back in the day, he used to be productive. He used to get a lot of positive plays out of Draymond. Yeah, there's not a lot of that left with him in his play. Yeah, he's just kind of a. He's still good though. He's, he's still good. He's still good. The re- the problem is that Clay isn't good. Right, Clay was good like last that, night. That to me is like the biggest issue, is that Clay has really struggled this year, and then they don't have like Chris Paul is like in and out of the lineup. I mean, there's uh, there's a lot of issues with with the Warriors, but this is certainly like one of the bigger ones is that they. Um, that they need more production and Wiggins has been terrible. You know, there's, they have a lot of problems and Draymond's like antics are definitely say it. They're over. It's over for them. The dynasty it's over. It's over. Andre Godala and KD are fighting. What would you do? What would be your, your course of action? If I was what, if you were the GM of the warriors, like how would you want to handle this? Oh God. I don't even know. I think let, let it go out the way Steph wants it to go out. Yeah. That's what I would do. It's yeah. just S- Steph is the guy now. Yeah. You know, I'm talking to him. What do you want to do? Yeah. And he's like, man, I'm not the GM. And I'm like, no, you're you're the thing about this team. You are the reason that this team is this team now. Yeah. You know, whatever you want to do, let's yeah. do it. <laughs> that's my job. And that's my job security. Yeah. I think that would be the right decision. I've had people tweeting at me, like seeing the stuff with the Warriors falling apart, and they're like, You think you think the Thunder could just trade for Steph Curry? 
It's like, guys, n- nobody can trade for Steph Curry. Yeah. They will, ne- they will not trade Steph unless he requests the trade. And I don't think that he will request the trade. I think that he will be, my guess is he'll be a warrior for life. Warrior for life. And, you know, I think they could go out the way that, you know, the Mavs did it. Mavs had a pretty good transition from the Dirk era into, it was long and it was slow. Yeah. Uh, well, into the Luka that, era. Well, that's what I wonder. Like, should you trade Kaminga now? Mm. Or should you trade Clay or Draymond and try to <clears throat> surround Steph with younger guys to try to keep this thing going? Yeah. I mean, think of like Tim Duncan. Like, Tim Duncan's career was rejuvenated by Kawhi. Yeah, but he still had Manu and Parker there. You know what I'm saying? It's like that team, it basically I, stayed together the whole time. Yeah. But I don't think Steph can like Steph is still Steph. Clay is not Clay. Dre is not Dre. Yeah, Iguodala has been gone. It's like the would the you, team. Would you rather trade Clay or Draymond? <clears throat> would I rather trade Dre or Clay, or Claymond? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you finished it. That was, that's that's the road you were headed down. It was. It you was. You hesitated. You almost backed out because no, I was just... confusing myself. I was like, how was I making that up? I don't know. Both of them. Trade both of them. I would, who, who has more value right now? I don't know. I don't know. I would trade Clay. <laughs> I would like just there's gonna there's some dumb GM out there that's like it's Clay. We'll Thompson. fix Clay. Yeah. Yeah. He'll, he'll be, be Clay. He'll be good with us. Yeah. Or like, oh, Clay Thompson will help put butts in seats. Yeah. It's uh, it's tough. Anything else for Tayshawn's? Oh, no. Did you, ha- did you have a question? Uh, yeah. What's the, what's the question? Um, how many things would you break in your house if Rudy Gobert said that about you? <laughs> I, it, like, it just couldn't come from a, a, a worse person. Yeah, think about it, it. Maybe it's not Rudy. Maybe it's like your worst enemy yeah, says that about right. you. Your um, worst enemy that just, he just annoys you <laughs> even if it has nothing to do with you. And you're just yeah. like, how is that person a, a person? I would smash this coffee cup i would take yeah. it and just on your head sling your head. it yeah yeah definitely yeah that's i i would love to see a live reaction from draymond <laughs> of him reading <laughs> that quote i just nothing just like a slow boiling inside of, of all of his organs and he might die he might die just from that rudy comment <laughs> yeah it might just be over yeah yeah, that would be devastating. Tayshawn's back toy bigger in a hurry. Tayshawn's back toy bigger in a hurry. Hey, I'm Tayshawn. This is my victory. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's do some Twitter questions. Oh my gosh, I am so out of practice pressing these buttons. I actually don't know what any of them are right now. Hit me with a Jimmy A. Tayshawn, Tayshawn, Jimmy. Questions. You got questions and you ask them on Twitter. <laughs> now we answer them for you. This is Twitter questions. Now let's get down to it. 
first question comes from at Rob underscore Diggs underscore sports. Would you consider trading for Robert Williams III if the Thunder could get him on an injury bargain? Maybe a first-rounder plus Bertons, allowing him to rehab for the season and then have him ready to go as a backup big for next season. Uh, No, I don't feel good about trading a first-rounder and and Bert yeah. for that. I, I think you. I think we could trade a first rounder and Burt for someone good to take a chance on, but Robert Williams. It's been a while. Robin Williams. He's been dead for. Once <laughs> he's been dead now, years. Five or six years. Yeah. Um. I. I understand where you're coming from on this because, the ideal role for Rob Williams is a backup because I just don't think he's going to consistently play a lot of minutes. Uh, in the league, just with his injury history. That's also the reason why I wouldn't trade for him is like the injury history is like, it's not good for a young guy and for a big. So I wouldn't do that, but I do understand like the idea of having that guy come off your bench behind Chet and be one of your better players. I think it's, it's an interesting way to spend your draft assets. And I do think that it would be a smart way to do it because J. Will is good, and maybe you just need to maybe we just need to give J. Will more time. I think he's a, a good player. But like the difference between like a healthy Rob Williams and J. Will is like a, like there's it's a pretty big difference. Oh, definitely. And so I don't I don't hate the idea at all. Um I also don't and and you I guess you could play he and Chet together some as well against some bigger teams. So I don't I don't hate the idea. Uh, I also I think that he is a thundery player because of the passing and because of his like on court awareness. I think that that's really I think he could fit within what they want to do, even though he doesn't really shoot it. But I don't hate the idea, but I would not. I would be surprised if something like that happened. Um, he could be our Nazi Muhammad. Yeah, sure. <laughs> would you trade Bertans and a first rounder for Nazi Muhammad? No, I mean we have Nazi Muhammad. He's the GM for the Blue. Hey, so get them don't in even, a jersey. Don't even have to do it. Uh, Hoopsock sixty nine. What about the the Meatsitch trade rumors? I, I don't know. If there's really trade rumors. <laughs> you gotta. I think he's not at the uh, the status of an NBA player. To you gotta dig deep to find those. Yeah. I mean, I guess that I have, I hadn't heard this, but I've had people messaging me and texting me about. Zach saying Zach Lowe saying that he is basically like a seven million dollar like trade piece, you know, mm-hmm. to be used. And like maybe that ends up being true. I I definitely don't read the situation that way. Um, I'm, I may be wrong, but that's not how I read the situation. Uh, at R Luke underscore four hundred six, what do you think about Trey Man and Poku and a second for Kelly Olynyk? He's an unrestricted free agent after the season, but a high field big who popped next to SGA and Dort in FIBA. Would you trade back or increase protections on the Utah's 2024 first for him? I'm all in on the lunch lady threes us. <laughs> I, I love the idea of Kelly Olenek. I wouldn't mess with the pick. Is honestly like it's not worth like messing around in that way with it. I would. I like the way the protections are. The Thunder are most likely not going to get that pick this year. Um, 
which is awesome because this draft like super stinks. And so if like you can push that to a different draft, that would be ideal. Uh, but I love the idea of Kelly Olenek here. I think he's great. I think that he is what we want Jay Will to be um, as an offensive player down the road. I think he's super good. So, yeah, I think he would be amazing for this team. He fits really well, shoots it, good passer. I think he you could play him next to Chet in certain lineups with, like, two spacing bigs. I think he'd be perfect. He's like Dario Saric if Dario was good. So, Come on. He did a lot of good things for this team. He did some good things. You can tighten these and it'll. Thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, Dario's fine, but. Kelly, Kelly's a really good player. I'm just saying, Sarge didn't need the uh, the stray bullet there. Uh, I agree. That was wrong. I take it back. Thank you. Um, yeah, I like the idea. I wouldn't give up a whole lot. I don't know that I would even put Trey Man in that trade. Honestly, like I think you could. Let's see what let's let's like work up a a trade for Kelly Olynyk because I do think it's a good idea, and I think it's like a. It's it's one of those that's like oh yeah sure like he's expiring maybe he's not going to go back to Utah Utah wants to you could you get a give them a second I mean you've got twenty two or twenty four second round picks something like that like yeah like fine um, so Kelly Olynyk is making twelve point one million on an expiring deal um, like this is where you could use Bertans right. And you can take back a little bit more salary as well. Um, let's see. Fontecchio is actually okay, but he is also on an expiring. Um, you could take back Chris Dunn. You could take back Yurt. You could take back like Samanich, who's like a expiring. You know, like like whatever, like whatever we can do to get to. The number we need to plus a second round pick. Wow, that's an interesting uh, looking group of players you're trading for each other. Why is that? Uh, they just all look Europe, European. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kelly's Canadian. I know he looks European. So, I, I, I mean, I like the idea. I think it's like it's like low risk, low cost. He helps you, but he doesn't like change your trajectory all that much. I think he's just like a steadier hand for you down the down the stretch of the season. I like the idea. And it's and honestly, like if you spend a second round pick to get him, then you just you can let him go, you know, even after the season and not feel bad about it at all. So I I'm I'm personally in favor of that idea. I like that. Take this man to the trade machine. Take this man. Um from at Peterman thirty three. Kevin Herter's headband makes me irrationally angry. Hmm. Is there something an NBA player wears or does that makes you irrationally angry? Everything. Reggie Jackson, the whole thing. Yeah. He, the, yeah does anyone wear much. have more accessories? It was. It's. It's like him and Kirk Heinrich are like the accessory kings. Yeah. It's Reggie's adding twenty pounds to his body. It's, yeah. He's slowing down his pace. There's no way it's helping him play basketball having that many things on you. Yeah, it's a lot. It's, it's so many things. It makes me mad. That's all I really notice. And then when he scores on you and he's wearing all that stuff, it just feels like it just feels wrong. Yeah, it is. 
Yeah, that's a really good one. Yeah, Reggie. I mean, Reggie just makes you mad anyways. Right. Just seeing him play. But then with all the accessories, like it gives you a re- it gives you more of a reason mm-hmm. to be mad at him. I'm trying to think who has a terrible face. Uh <laughs> I know, uh, Austin Reeves should make me mad, but he doesn't. Austin's great. He's great. He's awesome. I just like him. I like everything he says too. He never says anything that I'm like, oh, that's annoying or no, egotistical. No, no, no. no. Or like, he's from small town Arkansas. Like he's He's the man. He's awesome. Like you think about his life, Austin Reeves' life. Yeah, it's in, it's crazy, because like he grew up in a town of like a thousand people, mm-hmm. and he he's told he's told the story a lot where he was telling people like his dream was to be in the NBA, and people just were like, "You're insane." Yeah, like there's no way you're going to the NBA, and now he's not only in the NBA. He's an IST champion. He's an IST champion playing for the Los Angeles Lakers. I mean, like that is like that's the that's like the coolest thing. And he gets minutes, which means he has the LeBron approval. He has the LeBron approval. He has the LeBron stamp of approval. He's a Lakers white guy. He's legitimately good, too. He's really he was awesome. Legitimately a very good player. He's a really good player. That is usually a player that would piss me off, but he doesn't. I just yeah. like him. I yeah, just yeah. root for him. Yeah, he's good. Um I'd have a hard time. Uh, like, I like Kelly Olenek. I'd have a t- hard time with that face. Who else's face? Yeah, Kelly's face is, is tough. It's the it's the uh, the facial hair for the me. The facial hair, too. Yeah, Chet was, like, ch- almost going down that road, and then he Yeah, just, what happened? Did he take some... He took some supplement that it really filled in. He, he did something Well, he's just different. been growing it out for a while, but he also decided to grow the mustache, which is, like, good choice. Ah, uh, yeah, that's yeah. true. Like, yeah, you, you just... If you're going to do it, just do it. You have to have a mustache if you're growing a beard. Yeah, you have to. Sorry, fellas. Yeah, you just have to. Um, at J Bedwards, why does Sabonis dominate Chet? He's just, uh, he might be the most skilled. No, not the most skilled. No. How do I say this, though? Because He's, there is something he is the best at, which is just rolling in quick, short, Post moves, quick decisions, super smart, crazy strong is like is one of the things right now. Crazy strong, where he positions himself to receive passes is like really incredible too. Yeah, he's so good at that. Like I was just watching him in like rolling, and he was always a pass looked like how's it? How are they going to get that to him? And he was just in the right spot to get it. Mm-hmm. Nothing fancy looking, you know, but just fundamentally the way he's. Rolling and playing basketball like that as a big man is like, yeah, that's pretty much yeah, perfect. Yeah, and he just knows how to move people with yeah, his body. Yeah, he does. Like that's that's the thing that I think hurts Chet the most is that he just knows how to move guys out of the way and does it regularly. And has Chet has not figured that out yet. Which like guys, like we are just one quarter of one season into Chet's career. Like he's not a he's not a like finished product. He's not the perfect player. He's this a, is he's a great player, and I think he's on track to be like a future Hall of Fame type of guy. Like he has that level of skill and like that level of talent. But we are like so. This is so early. It's so still so so early. Things here, are going to change. He's going to get stronger. The guy we're talking about, Sabonis. We had yeah. him here his rookie year. 
He, he was did. not this player. If you want to look no. at a player that has really changed a lot since rookie year in in what they're able to do and what they've become, that's kind of the perfect guy. Yeah. He did not play like that when he was here. He was like not even close to as good as Chet is. Yeah, season. right. Not even close. He was actually scared. He was terrified. He does to, not play scared to, anymore. To but play with Russell. That yeah. rookie year, he was a scared man. Yeah, he was. Um, at Step Banks, we've seen Kaysen step into the starting role when SGA, Dort, Dub have been out. But if Giddy were moved out of the starting lineup, which I don't think will happen, by the way, but we'll go with you here, either for a six-man role or for other reasons, could Kaysen be a long-term replacement? Or is a lineup of SGA, Kaysen, Dort, Dub, Chet too small? Mm, I don't know. We've talked about how Kaysen can kind of play a lot of different positions for his size, and that's that's something he has. Mm-hmm. He's able to play kind of big. That doesn't mean – I don't know how to say it other than that. Yeah. You know, it probably is too small as far as height goes. <laughs> it, it is without a doubt too small <laughs> yeah. as height goes. And, like, you look at, like, defensive rebound rate, it's it's tough to justify it. Like, Kaysen's not good as a, as a defensive rebounder. Some of that is his size. Mm-hmm. And so I just don't – I don't know. I don't know that you can have that many guys that are – I mean, they're all guards. I mean, it's like four – I mean, it still is four guards in Chet now, but one of your guards is six foot eight, and, like – his rebound rate is one of the best on the team. I just don't know that you can. I don't know that you can do it. I just. Don't, I mean, if you think the rebounding now is a problem, like inserting Casey Wallace into that starting lineup will make it even worse. I mean, mm. Giddy's defensive rebound percentage is double what Casey's is. So, it would make a problem that we have even bigger, but. I understand like the idea, like Kaysen's a better shooter. Kaysen is like a lower usage player too and like, could potentially provide some space. Like I get it. I get the idea. I think it would help in certain areas, it would hurt in other areas. And I'm still willing to be patient with Giddy in all of this and we'll see what happens. He may not he may end up being booted from the starting lineup at some point. Um but I'm still willing to be patient with him. Um, let's see. At Austin, Austin, Austin Cardell. The West. His name is Austin, Austin, Austin Cardell. <laughs> That's his name. Weird. The West is entering into its typical logjam playoff seedings. Where do you envision we end up in at year's end? I'd be thrilled with a top four finish. Who is more likely to finish with 20 points per game average this season, Chet or J-Dub? And who's first team All-NBA? Cheers from Sao Paulo in wow. Brazil. Brazil. Shout out. Uh, lots of questions here. Where do you think the Thunder end up in the rankings at the season's end? Um, I have a hard time thinking of them as the team that's going to stay in that second through fourth seed uh, just because I'm a fan of the team. And I have to have a little bit of pessimism here. But if they are going to win 50 games, that's where they might end up. I mean, that's definitely where they would end up if they won 50 games. Second seed? I think they'll I think they'll be fourth, is my prediction. Fourth? Okay. I'm comfortable with that. In, the, I'm, in I'm a 4-5 matchup. 
Yeah. That would be cool. That would be very to, cool. I mean, listen, just that would to be get, amazing. To get home playoff games would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Would be really amazing. And we don't have to lose in the plan. Yeah. Who's more likely to finish with 20 points per game this season, Chet or Dub? What are they at? So currently, they sit at 17 for J-Dub, 16.9. Oh, it's very close, though. This is why you asked the question. It's like it's really... Oh, man. I would go... I would go J-Dub. I don't know. I'm going Chet. Okay. Good, good. We'll split it. I'll go Jada. I'll cheer for Jada and boo Chet, and you cheer for Chet and boo Jada. Uh, deal. Uh, at Zach Deeg, where would Kaysen go in a way too early redraft? So let's take a look at last year's draft. Um, so Wimby, Brandon Miller would not go second, I don't think. Gosh, who would go second? In you don't the draft? think so? I mean, maybe he would. I think he still might be able to hold that spot. Oh. Yeah, this draft is weird. This draft has already gotten weird. Like in a redraft, I mean, I think you probably because like would Scoot go third still? I don't know. I th- the, where the Thompson twins go? See, Scoot might fall behind. It's really tough because like Wimby and Brandon Miller are playing a lot. Like that's great. Scoot's like playing a little bit better lately, but there's like been out with injuries or the season horribly. Uh, I'm in Thompson. Hasn't played, and I don't know that he's going to get a ton of chances to play with the way that the roster is constructed this season. Asar has been really good in spots and not so good in other spots. Just can like just flat out cannot shoot. Anthony Black can't shoot either. Um, Bilal would maybe go a little higher. He's been all right mm-hmm. for a really bad Wizards team. Jairus Walker doesn't play. Uh, Taylor Hendricks. Has played some. How much did he play last night? Markinen was back on a minutes restriction last night and played well, but I did not monitor what happened with Taylor Hendricks last night. He played 25 minutes still. That's good. Wow. Um, he's not awesome, <laughs> but he's all, he's all right. I think Kaysen I would go. Would you put him in that six, seven? Um, yeah, probably in that slot. Yeah, Scoot Henderson last night in 35 minutes, coming off the bench, 23 points, 10 assists, two wow. boards. That's good. That's very good. Is that the best game he's had? I probably. I would guess. I would guess he he you. I mean, it's probably too early to not keep him in that third spot. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're Charlotte, you don't feel quite as bad. Yeah. No way. I was just thinking yeah, that's, by far, gave, that's by far his best game. We gave Charlotte so much crap for taking Brandon Miller. Yeah, dude. But you know what? He came in and he was like pretty good right off the bat. And he stayed like all right for that team. Yeah. I mean, so the, the, not a terrible choice. The problem is like Scoot not being very good. But maybe Scoot by season's end, we look back and say like, oh, yeah, Charlotte's still dumb. Um, We have the right to do that. Yeah, we do. Let's see. Um, okay. All right. We've gone an hour and two minutes. I think that's good. Um, oh, thoughts on the arena vote. Did you, you couldn't vote because you live in the village. Yeah. Here are my thoughts. A a ton of young people that definitely would have wanted to vote on this couldn't vote because they live in the village. Yeah. And then, and we have our own government, I guess. 
I, <laughs> I wasn't aware. But I guess when I get pulled over, I do have to pay the village. Yeah. And they have their own police. I even went and checked my uh, trash cans. My trash cans say the village. I yeah. should have known. I just assumed they said Oklahoma City. I just assumed it was Oklahoma City trash. Yeah, it's bizarre. So I couldn't vote. So you know what? I don't have the right to have an opinion. Wow. I mean, seriously, what would you think? Uh, I'm glad it passed. And yeah. uh, Twitter made me think that the vote was going to be a little closer than it was. Because that was a landslide victory. Landslide. The no votes were allowed. That's for sure. And just a reminder that like the internet is not a real place. Yeah, that's a it's a great it is a great reminder. Because I was really thinking, you know, and it's making it makes other people think that's what was going to happen too. Because I was yeah. getting a lot of comments like, it's a ton of people are going to vote no, like in real life. Oh, I know from like my wife, from people at work. Like, yeah, it really looks like there's a lot of people voting no, and then there wasn't. Yeah. So I'm like, man, we are just online too much, huh? Yeah, that was it. Was it was definitely a way too online. Like, all the thoughts were, and and people that were voting no, felt like they could express themselves more freely than the people that were voting yes for whatever reason. I I don't know if I agree with that. I saw a lot of people. <sighs> I just, I mean, obviously, if seventy percent, did you online? Was it seventy percent yes? No, thirty percent no. No. Probably yeah. not. No, that's what I, that's that. that's that's what I mean. Yeah. No, you're right. Online, it felt like it was going to be closer to a fifty-fifty. Yeah, and it was, and not, it was not, not even close. So I mean, it's good. And like the the thing is, there's going to be a really cool arena and like a really like if you think downtown and OKC is like pretty cool now, it's going to be so much more awesome when this arena is done. Mm-hmm. Like the kinds of like restaurants and like the inner, it's going to be like an entertainment district or something like that. It's going to be amazing. It's going to make our downtown so much better. And I promise you, all the no voters are going to walk into that building saying, I'm so glad I voted yes for this. <laughs> They're going to be so happy. They're going to be so proud of it. They're going to be so proud of what we did with our tax dollars. Yeah. I promise you that. It's going to be awesome. Uh, all right. We'll have another podcast for you guys on monday you guys enjoy the weekend the thunder play denver on saturday uh another really another really tough opponent one that's not a great matchup for the thunder if they lose two in a row seriously don't like don't go nuts like it's okay there's no shame in losing to the kings and the nuggets uh as long as they like as long as they just did what they did in the last game like give yourself a chance to win if they get crushed by the nuggets like yeah like freak out whatever you want there's to do. there's no shame but we're just saying you know now there are expectations and it's easy to see the the ways that you could have won mm-hmm. and you've seen them win those games you know in these ways before so it's yeah. like uh it's just feelings are back man feelings are back it's okay but let like, people let people have their feelings but i'm just saying like don't don't forget to enjoy it that's all it's a good reminder like just because it's going to be this era of the thunder is going to be here and gone it's just a, it's just, we just have to enjoy it. Like, I just, because I, I think that some people didn't even know how to enjoy the KD and Russ era. Mm-hmm. And then, like, we were in expectations, like, so fast that it was like, oh, who are we going to trade for? Who's our fifth starter? You know, who's this? Who's that? Oh, my gosh. Are we going to, you know. It was fun, though. There was some really fun parts of it. And I think we should just enjoy it. All right. I uh, hope you guys have a great weekend. We'll talk to you guys again on Monday. Peace out.